Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode last week. Ryan and I came on and had a good conversation about players on the Kings not moving the needle. It was a fun conversation. Um, if you want to check that one out or any of our other episodes in the last couple of weeks, um, you can always you know find those wherever you get your podcast. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan was good. Get that one. Damn, dude. God damn it! I thought I had it figured out. Anyways, you always ruin. Uh, the, you know the other thing is you get you got to get it or don't or, or else the podcast gets brought in with a lack of a beer crack. You know. Well, you know it is what it is. Okay, we'll make up for it with the. Uh, the genius content that we put out there for the Kingsland uh, members. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, it is Wednesday night. The Kings are playing the Magic right now. Um, they're beating them pretty easily. Oh, I just got the alert. The Kings have hit 10 threes tonight. Another crunchy taco. Um, but yeah, they're playing the Magic. It's going to be, uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty easy win. Um, so real quick, before we hopped on, Eric talked me in to taking the under on the total of 220 and a half, I believe, Eric, is that what it was? 220 and a half. Okay, I put 20 bucks and it pays plus 5,000. So it's 20 to win a thousand. All right. I mean, like pretty much like this, this possibly could go down on the podcast okay so just to give you guys a fair warning if this goes down the podcast it's pretty much going to be me uh screaming yelling pounding a couple beers and then probably the podcast just gets cut off right about there so uh, if there's any you know if you're listening you know on thursday or friday this week and the podcast comes to an abrupt stop you know why i just won a thousand bucks so i just wanted to throw that out there and let you guys know you you know me and eric are degenerate gamblers man you know (laughs) <laughs> and here's the thing: if they're li- if they're listening to this in the future, though, they already know the result. They'll that more than likely the under didn't hit, and even more, even more of a don't chance put that in the universe. Yeah, the fucking Kang show up tonight. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you're saying it, 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 I don't want to talk into the game too much, just because we are. Um, I have it on my iPad right in front of me. It's live, so it's like why talk about this game really when the listeners are going to be listening so they know the end result. So you know, kind of I would like to, but yes, back to the gambling though. Great week, great week. You know, I love that we've been starting off the podcast with gambling, and I really love that all the folks out there in Kingsland are buying in. Our guy Remy on there, he tagged me. Our in his guy bets. Remy, he's tagged me. He's a crazy bastard. Yeah, he's been Kings the money balls lines on that all the time. Yeah, he'll throw two hundred on the money line on the Kings. He'll do yeah, stuff like him. that. But he 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 tagged me his bets tonight. Couple parlays, Viggy the same. 
I'm gonna have to tag them in there. V- Viggy, the Vig Nash dude, he's over here. Look at him. He's betting all these little propers, dude. He's betting yeah, all the that's props. That's what I'm doing, man. I got some random. Juice, tons of dude, props. I'm telling you, I got some random live bets tonight, like Wendell Carter, uh, rebounds points under 24 and a half. Um, uh, friends Wagner, the under on rebounds. Uh, at halftime, he had zero. I took the under for one and a half. So I just got random shit like that that keeps it fun, man. You know, it keeps it keeps it light and. Uh, you know, it pays, it pays pretty well, you know, 10 to win 12 or 10 to win 11, 50, shit like that. So um, I'm telling you what, man, this, this sports betting stuff, man, it, it really has just made my viewing experience as a fan just so much better. Right? We were talking, talking about like, dude, I on you, Sundays, we... on Sundays, man, when the football games are going and I have Sunday NFL ticket up on the TV and I'm just being a degenerate dropping 10 bucks for this guy to score a touchdown next pays out 750. Dude, it's freaking amazing. We, well, we've been talking a lot about it on the podcast. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I like doing it. It, it. it does. It does enhance the viewing experience, especially during these Kings games where sometimes it's like, eh, you know, you, you know how they get. Yeah. And you throw a little prop on there, a little something nice. But it was funny, Ryan, because I went to the game um, this past Saturday, and that was a fun game. And uh, they played the Clippers, all right? And uh, so, so, you know, we, we get in the game. I bring my two buddies. They, they watch the games, but they're not, like, they're not, like, hardcore in the weeds with it, right, for sure on it. Yeah. Um, but I told them, I was like, hey, guys, if you want to put anything live, let me know. And they're like, well, you know, what can you do? So I'm breaking it all down. I have a one buddy. He throws he throws a good hundred on the Kings money line in the arena. I'm like, <laughs> I said, and, I, and they're playing the Clippers. Paul George is there, you know, and, and I'm like, dude, I just want to be clear. Like, this is I don't bet the Kings to win or really to cover. I just don't trust them. And, and I always tell everybody, Ryan, on Twitter and everything. We don't fucking call it Kanks cast for nothing. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to bet them Thanks. to cover my money. And so he's like, no, nah, I just want root for the Kings. And sure as shit, dude, that game was way more fun when you got 100 bucks in the line riding for the Kings to close out, which they did. Um, and, and that was a fun game. Um, you know, I wanted to break it in, Ryan. I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about our last episode just because it was it was a fun one. And we talked about that, um, you know, that moving the needle for players. And, um, you know, I, I kind of thought about that as as last week went on. Right. And, and when we talked about moving, the we just talked about how, like, really the NBA all star players is really what what it's about. And, and after that, it's kind of, you know, players have their role, if you will, and they do do the thing. But you without an elite skill set, it's like, you know, how much really are you moving that needle? Right. Uh, and, and, and we used it to kind of pick on some guys in, in a way, but really more. I was I, I wouldn't say pick on it, Ryan, because as I started getting at Kingsland, some conversations this week, you know, which we'll get into, people started kind of what I talk about. They call us a hater. Anytime you try to bring a little bit of your perspective, you're hating, you know what I mean? But you talk about that one game. I'm trying to look back on when it was, Ryan, like Rashawn Holmes, for example. I mean, he wasn't even playing for, for a number of games, and Kings were doing just fine. I mean, there was a game – uh, I think was it at the game I was yeah the game I was at the Clippers game dude Rashawn Holmes one point dude one point and they get the yeah. they get the W you know and and so it's I like the conversation just because the and, and when you're out there in Kingsland you, you you know you're 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 cheering for the players on your squad but sometimes the overhype and all of that it overvalues the players. You know what I mean? And I don't know. what do you think about that conversation as, as the week went on and kind of looking at some of the players? 
Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about that overhype real quick. Okay. Um, I, you know, when it comes to Rashawn Holmes, okay, I think people really overhype him just because of uh, the journeyman background, right? Um, the salary that that he was getting before this year, and it really is a great deal this year. Um, but that overhype that he was getting, man, and uh, I, I really think that people just give, you know, these guys a little too much credit, right? I I, I really believe that. So, um, you know, I, I I really just, you know, when it comes to Rashawn Holmes, um, I, I really believe he's he's extremely overhyped. I think he's a good player, but uh, I, I I think that people give him too much credit, and that's kind of going towards Tyrese Halliburton as well. You know, people start crowning these guys before they actually become anything. Um, does that make sense, Eric? No, and that's kind of exactly what I'm saying is is that people just get super juiced off players, and it, and they, you know, as we're here, however long into the season, um, we talked about going into the year, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, so we talked about how, uh, how people automatically assume that, that people are going to take this meteoric jump. Right. And that was the thing mm-hmm. on Halbert, especially when he went into the starting lineup, this year. people think, Oh, he's going to make this huge jump. Um, he's going to oh, statistically, he's going to do this. Isn't that, and if you really look at it, like statistically, he's not, he, his statistics are down. And that was kind of what, the, like, yeah. what we had last year. Um, and, and there's tons of games where he's he's putting out um, single digit scoring points really across the board, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and so like Halliburton and Holmes seem to be the target of this this year, just because they they're such fixtures into the into the starting lineup, and there's so many people out there that are that are like, um, you know, really. You know, people are fans of them. They want to do well, which we do. We do. We do want them to do well, right? So that's not where we're, we're coming from. But, but it's it is that overhyped the feeling as if they're going to take us to new heights, and that's not really that. Really, to me, hasn't been the case this year. You know, really, the Kings, the formula seems simple. When Fo- we talked about it, when Fox and Buddy have really good games, the Kings seem to win. Yeah. Um, and and really, when 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 a third person has a good game, the Kings do well. So citing that game back last week against the Clippers. Um, you know, you know who went off finally that the Kings needed? They just need additional score, right? And it was Terrence Davis goes off for 26. Looks what happens. The Kings just totally hang in there and be a, a Clippers team that's in the thick of it right now in the West, right? And so that that's kind of what we mean is is like really the only real player out there we said really moving the needles is Darren Fox because he's such a prolific player. It has the potential to be a prolific player. And then really buddy because of the three point shooting only, you know, and then when we say that take people then start to talk about how we think buddy could do no wrong and how we, you know, all, all this takes that fall though, if you will. But, um, you, you know, I guess it's more like in the context of stuff. And as the Kings build this team and maybe potentially look for trades, um, I, I just like to put my value where I think there's real value and, and not get too crazy about this stuff. You know, the thing about this season has been really, it's been really weird is, you know, besides the typical Kang shit is that um, we talked about off ball Fox stuff and that the Kings definitely have made this. And we don't talk X's and O's. That's something that's been a staple of the pod. We don't talk X's and O's on here, but 
Um, it, this one's obvious, you know, and it's that the Kings have really dedicated their time and effort to wanting to run this this uh, high pick and roll with Halliburton and Holmes. And like that's the fixture of the offense, you know, and I even saw a stat tonight that, you know, uh, Halliburton's like in the top five in the NBA in big man assists. And they really highlight that in every game. They're talking about, oh, the, the pick and roll, the pick and roll is so good. And it's like it's cool and it's fun and it looks good when it works. But at the end of the day, I'd rather see, I'd rather have an offense that's focused on De'Aaron Fox going off for 25 and Buddy getting open shots, right? You know what I mean? 100%. And my biggest, you know, my biggest counter to the whole pick and roll is so amazing is, all right, well, if you have this amazing, spectacular, basic ass play, uh, why are the Kings under 500, (laughs) right? Like, why is Rashawn Holmes, you know, uh, an average to good center in the NBA? Okay, why, why is he not, you know, if he's so great in the pick and roll, why is he not averaging 20 points a game? And why is Halliburton not averaging, you know, eight, nine, ten assists, right? So uh, that's always been my counter to that. It's like, yeah, you know, it's good in spurts, right? It's good in spurts when, you know, um, you know, guys like Buddy are on the court and, and people can't come for help defense. They have to stay on Buddy because of the kickout uh, threat of the three. Or, you know, when De'Aaron Fox is on the court and people have to respect his drive game. Um, so, you know, yeah, you know, great. You have this pick and roll, but, um, you know, I, I think, I think, and I don't know if I've said this on here before, but I believe that Tyrese Halliburton with Sean Holmes, pick and roll is more of a, uh, teams are okay with letting that happen. Oh, for right? sure. You know, I, and that's, I really, that, I'm calling I'm glad you said that because sometimes like, that's what it is. It's like, we're going to let you do that shit. And really take away the big stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of teams are okay with that happening. I, I really do. I think a lot of teams are like, all right, Rashawn Holmes and Tyrese Halliburton are not going to beat us, right? And, and and if it's a close game in the fourth quarter and we have to really tighten down on defense and we really have to put on, uh, you know, some pick and roll D, I think we can do it. And I, I really think teams would rather... Yeah, let Tyrese Halliburton and Rashawn Holmes try to throw a lob. It is what it is, right? We'll take away Buddy Hill's three. We'll take away, uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox getting in a groove and really get going. So I'm not hating on it, but I don't think um, it's as, you know, effective or, um, you know, a spectacular play as people play it out. Like you hear on the broadcast all the time with like Katie Christensen, she's like, Oh my God, you know, Tyrese Halliburton or Sean Holmes just have this great connection. It's like, yeah, well, you know, they're not winning games. So uh, I kind of chalk it up to, you know, yeah, it is what it is, right? Like, that's what, yeah, that's what cool, you like to see cool is like, spurts. is the Kings are building their team and you want to see what's going to be their staple of their offense and what's going to be the kind of elite skill set stuff that, you know, they produce. And, and that, that's the fear. And that's why sometimes when, Every season, there's always takes come out there, whether it's how you should approach building the team or trading assets, managing assets, or who should play on the court. Everyone has their opinions, including us, you know. And and the thing is, when you start to hear uh, an opinion towards something become what you would consider the majority or the consensus amongst people, amongst people who cover the team, and like you said, people who broadcast it, it, that's where, for us, it puts a little bit of that, I'm not going to say fear, but a little bit of that, all right, let's question this shit a little bit and let's keep it real now. Like, let's slow the fuck down because, and and so that's what I'm, that's what we're saying. It's like, I get afraid, so to speak, or I get a little bit concerned. It's like, all right, you're telling me, or the Kings basically have 
And they, they showed their hand this year. Like, we're going to sacrifice De'Aaron Fox and put him on the wing because we love the pick and roll. We want to see Tyrese Albert in the lineup so badly. We're willing to sacrifice De'Aaron Fox. We're willing to do this because we think it's going to be better. And then once you see them do it over the span of, you know, 20 games, right, and you see them actually do that, it's like we always say, they, they uh, teams, people, coaches, they show you who you are, what they are. They show you. you got to believe that, right? That's what they're that, – okay. So if they tried it one time, okay, it's an experiment. When That's the staple of their – teams like okay that's the direction we're going and that's where you and i have been so uh take you know i don't know taking this stand i guess on that opinion right because we we seem to be in over time the growing minority of the people that think you got an elite scoring aggressive point guard why you have him floating around the wing you have an elite shooter why do you have him coming off the bench and not you know, and, and that's, I can't necessarily knock that as much. Buddy has done well off the bench this year and it, it's, you know, but I'd prefer to see the other, the other, uh, you know, I prefer to see them two play together. And, um, you, you know, and, and really then, then we take it a step further and it's like, this is, this has been a thing for years. When you talk about overvaluing players, Ryan, this is always my thing for years. When, when somebody plays decent, King Sands need them. They need to fucking play. They need to start. They need to start. They need to be a, a building block of the core, the core, 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 right? Core, core, core. That's what everyone says. And, it's, and, and, and to me, it's like, okay, you have, you have Holmes, who was kind of like a career backup and clearly in the open market wasn't getting too much demand. And you have a second year player who in the starting lineup right now, statistically isn't taking like a crazy next step. So what's the wrong thing to say? Why don't you make those guys with a couple of spot up shooters, the staple of your bench, you know, maybe try that this year's, you know, little takes like that. And then people lose their fucking mind. They think that we're crazy. They think that we're haters. And you know what I mean? You follow me on all that. Yeah, for sure. And you were talking about, um, you know, takes and, and all that guys playing well and people pretty much what you're saying is people need to crown them. Right. Um, you know, the other day on Kingsland, somebody, I'm not going to put his name out there because it really was a shit take. You know who you are. Okay. Uh, Terrence Davis had a good game and he came out on Kingsland and blatantly word for word. And I quote, okay, because I remember this. Terrence Davis has come out tonight and made Buddy Hill completely expendable. And that just goes to your point that what you're talking about, guys have a good game and these people just start freaking out, you know, crowning them. And uh, I, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. So I've been saving that. I've been thinking about that for the last few days uh, since the Kings played shit. What was it? Saturdays when they played Eric, right? Clipper game. You went to that. Um, so it's been a while, but I've really been holding on to holding on to that all week. And really thinking about that, you know, just about, you know, guys crowning people and, you know, trying to put them in the starting lineup or give them this starters role for 30 minutes or 30, you know, five minutes a game. And, um, you know, so just wanted to point that out real shit. Take, uh, we used to do the, uh, trash take of the week. That used to be a thing. Um, we should early, bring that that's, back. That's early Kings. Yes. Yes. You know, well, the trash take of the week was cool, but then it, it was kind of like, that was us kind of being haters, but it, we, it, but we it's were hard, to back us. Yeah. And it was hard so to the, find people. The, and... the trash take of the week is hard because we really went with, all right, trash take of the week. So it turned into, you know, people like this one that I saw, you know, exposing themselves as the trash take of the week to us looking for the trash take of the week. And it got a little carried away. So I think yeah. that's probably why we stopped it. So we should probably, you know, 
the trash take of the week is more it's not a week-to-week thing but it's more of an opportunistic thing for us you know <laughs> if what you mean? See it, if you see it yes. if you see a fucking you knucklehead it, out there yeah yeah if you see a shitbag comment dude call them out but yeah uh yeah so i i've really been saving that i'm really excited we got to say that so uh i'm not gonna put your name out there but next time i will uh real shit take yeah some some straight knuckleheads dude uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's hilarious uh um, knuckleheads what a funny one <laughs> I know that's an old that's an old school one. Like people people don't say you know yeah. are you 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 know if I can knucklehead. I'm trying to pull up the King's schedule right now just to get a couple box scores to because there were a couple things I wanted to talk about. I mean you you know I, I'll say this because we were looking ahead. Um, the Kings had a little bit of a tough stretch. I, I will say you know they they did they they played they played teams who people would consider good. Uh, Cl- you know Clippers, Lakers twice, uh, Sixers, Jazz. You know they get those games and um. You know, not that not I say this the last time the Kings had what we would consider an, a decent, easy stretch. They blew it four straight losses, uh, Spurs, Thunder, you know, Pacers. But but looking ahead, I guess here's my point is, is that the 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 this it's a long NBA season. We always talk about that. It's really long and, and, and you really have to look at in more totality than you do in like short little week spurts. And um, and and when when they fired Luke Walton. I, I came on here and I was a little bit more like I, it's a long season. I still think that, you know, there's, there's a little bit more to be had just because it is such a long season. And, and so, you know, the, looking ahead at the schedule, you're, you got the Hornets who they, they, we went to that game. They match up really well against the Hornets. You know, I mean, the Cavaliers, which if you, if you want to be good, you got to beat the Cavaliers, the Raptors, um, the Wizards, and then, then they get to the Grizzlies and Spurs, you know, and those two games right there, obviously so every single game you just mentioned is a winnable game. It's that's a game what, that if you want to be in the playoffs, you got to win those. And it's some, at some point, you know, I say we don't want to make those judgments and, but at some point you need to fucking go on a, some type of winning streak. You need to have like an eight and two stretch. You need to do something like that. I'm not saying you do all the time. Cause that's what the 56 game winning teams do, but you need to do it a couple times throughout the season yeah. in a yeah. stretch like this, where your guys are coming back. Uh, Barnes comes back this week. Harkless comes back. Holmes is back. The guys are there. They have a little um, little bit of momentum getting that two straight against the Wizards. They close it out tonight against the Magic. We're sitting three straight facing Hornets, Cavs, Raptors, Wizards, Grizzlies. You went, you know, you go three of, you know, four of those, Ryan. I mean, then we're, we're, we're talking about a five in one stretch, and that's how you get yourself back into the mix. That's how you get yourself yeah. in the thick of it. And the Kings at some point need to prove that to us. At some point, they need to prove that to us because you never know. Then you then then you go back and you know, maybe you, maybe you fucking steal one from, from a playoff team. And then, and then you, you know, that's what you got to do. So I really think that really the, uh, the rest of this month and not that it's going to decide it all. Cause again, it's a long season. There's a playing game and it's still it's January, February, March, you know, <laughs> like there's a long time, but I would say this is a big, big opportunity for the Kings to come out of that hole of the four game loss, the firing of the coach, come out of that pit and really insert themselves into 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 a team in that tier to where to say, hey, we're we can compete. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be all fucking hoorah. I'm just trying to keep it keep it down. What do you think? What do you think about that stretch right there? Yeah, this is a very favorable favorable stretch for Sacramento, and uh, like you said, if you can go, you know, when you know, for example, five and two or or you know six and one and during a stretch like this 
um, it really makes up for your shit stretches that you took about two weeks ago, right? Before Luke Wall got fired, right? Um, that would really even it out. Like you said, get to 500. That's important, right? You know, you, you, there has to be stretches. If you, you know, no matter if you're a playing team, you're a playoff team, if you're playing more than 82 games, those teams have for sure one, four of six, you know, five of seven games. And it's not about going on a fat win streak, but it's, hey, win two, lose one, you know, win three, lose one. And then, you know, hey, win two, lose two, right? That's the kind of trend that you want to go on. It's, you know, me and you talk about it all the time. It's, you know, you really want to avoid the 0 and 5 stretches, you know, the 0 and 4 stretches. That's when you run into a lot of trouble right there. Uh, favorable matchups coming up. I think, you know, I said earlier, I, I think every team that you mentioned, Sacramento should win. I would bet the money line on Sacramento for all of those games. I really would. Um, I think they match up well against those teams. Um, but, you know, the past shows us that uh, Sacramento likes to take shits when it comes to teams that they're supposed to beat. So um, thankfully, they're taking care of business right right now against the Magic. But, uh, you know, that Charlotte game, I expect to win. The Cleveland game, I expect to win. I believe Colin Sexton's out. And, uh, you know, Memphis, hopefully John Morant's still out when they play them. And that Washington Wizards team, uh, I, I think that's a, a really good game for Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, and uh, De'Aaron Fox. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can take care of it. And, you know, hey, let's string together some wins, right? Let's get back to 500. When we get back to 500, um, that's when we can really start talking, okay, let's go, let's make a push for the playoffs. Uh, let's improve this roster. Let's, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I really think they're going to do it. Four through 11, where, where the Kings are at right now, I mean, it's 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 tight. Teams are tight. a game over 500, two games over 500, right? The Kings right now, if they get that dub tonight and and, and they end, they're going to end up 11 and 14, that ties them with the Blazers, the Timberwolves, uh, with uh, the ninth. They're in the ninth seed tied with those teams, and it puts them just a game uh, back from the Nuggets – the Mavericks who are the seventh and eighth seed. I mean, literally a game, game and a half. They're talking, you're a game, a game and a half back at that point from everybody in the fifth through eighth seed, you know, which you've beat the fifth seed, you beat the sixth seed, you, you know? Um, so it, it, it just, the sky isn't always falling and it's so, it's such a long, long season, but really like we were saying like this, the coming on in, in a week and two weeks, I think we're going to have to revisit this topic, right? And just kind of revisit that because if the Kings show us what there is, there's, like you said, there, then we approach that, that December 15th, uh, you know, that on the calendar, which is just a week away. And, and that's where for the people who aren't into it, that's where, you know, players on like what recently signed contracts become available to hit the market. You can actually trade them. It means that there's going to the pool of players becomes open. And that's really where you see teams start to get a little more active in the trade market yeah. aggressive. And that's where, you know, maybe someone's someone's the, the Kings can pick up a, a, a small player. Maybe they can pick up a big player. You, you, you never know. But you, you want to be in the mix at that point, And then you can build momentum from there. Momentum on there. It's like building blocks and steps from there. You know what I mean? And so um, watching the game right now, Ryan, uh, makes me happy because I said I got it on an iPad and it's uh, kind of coming back to what we saw the other night. It, it's Marvin Bagley is coming out here and he's got 12 points five rebounds in 16 minutes so far we're, we're talking 11 minutes in the fourth quarter right so he comes out he does he puts in a double double just the other night which was was great to see you know and and so to me i i think that he's 
we keep kind of saying it, and I want to keep saying it. It's like Marvin Bagley can be some type of uh, a little bit of an X factor for the Kings because he's a guy who comes off the bench and instantly puts up stats. He instantly pu- puts up an, uh, what, uh, an impact. And if he doesn't play, he's not putting that in. No one's really filling that role, you know. He gets the double-double on Saturday, 12 and 11. But you know the thing about Bagley, though, Ryan, is it's confusing me. And and this is where I do wish that the Kings had a little bit more of aggressive local media reporting to where that these maybe tough questions get asked or at least an article comes out or something explaining this. Because I feel like if this is in a big market, Marvin Bagley, we'd have a little bit more pressure to provide an answer here. Because if you go back like the last like eight games – you everyone remembers the Lakers game when they go into that triple overtime. He played deep into that overtime multiple times, and he was key part of that. That first game where you and I were at when he came out against Portland, uh, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. He puts up the stats, and uh, but but you know, December first against the Clippers, does z- logs zero minutes DMP. No, November thirtieth against the Lakers, coming off two games prior where he had put up he played well into the game, zero minutes of DNP. And that's what I'm saying. Like right there, what's, what the hell's going on? Why is this guy not having games where he comes in and he's, he's like the ultimate um, flash player for the Kings right now. He gets, he fills up the, the, the box score at short minutes and short spurts. He rebounds, but then you have these games with the DNP still at some point, hasn't he proven himself to be a, a, a extremely viable off the bench player in the rotation. I know we think he should start, but that's you know that's another conversation. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I I don't understand. I was thinking about that because uh, it's funny, you know. I was listening to the, to the broadcast earlier, and and Draper and and Katie Christensen were talking about it, and they were talking about Marvin Bagley, how well he played in his first seven minutes to start the game tonight, and she was going in and saying, you know, he struggled last year, and I'm thinking to myself like. What? <laughs> like, yeah, with injuries, right? But other than that, Marvin Bagley's consistently put out 14-7, 14-8 in his career. It's really confusing to me when I see him on the court and you're like, all right, this guy's probably the most athletic person on the court right now. You can tell he's raw and he has things to learn, but his pure athleticism makes the Kings better. And I really believe that. You know, people will point to, excuse me, advanced metrics, right? But... You know, they, they point to advanced metrics. Oh, his defense, this. Oh, the king. Right. When you're the Sacramento Kings, okay, and you haven't made the playoffs in 15, 16 years, you, you know, you have to take chances, especially when you draft a guy uh, number two overall, right? This guy deserves to fucking play. He does. Okay. It, it really confuses me. I, I look out there and I'm like, well, man, Marvin Bagley, look at that. Look at that jump that he has. Look at those rebounds that he's grabbing. The athleticism, you know, uh, I saw him earlier. Uh, he knocked on a spot up three and then like two possessions later gets the ball, drives with his left, gets to a spot and puts up a nice little easy like little jumper. So um, it's confusing. I, I Your guess is as good as mine. I don't understand it. Um, I think Marvin Bagley should play bare minimum 22 to 25 minutes a night. I really believe that when you're when you're the Sacramento Kings. I wonder if people think we're crazy. Someone ran a poll out there in Kingsland. It's you know, it's one of those reasons I like Kingsland that you you people do this and and it seemed like the majority felt that way. Someone said, you know, I'm curious to see what people think about this, but you know, uh, what do you want to see of Bagley right now? And it was like people said trade him, bench him, start him. And a lot of people said start him and 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 
to counter anybody listening that would say you guys are delusional, Ryan is right. 2018 in 25 minutes, 15.7.6 rebounds. Um, 2019, you know, he didn't play as many games because he was hurt. But again, when he played 20, 25 minutes, 14.7 rebounds. 2020, you know, last year he played 43 games in 25 minutes, 14 points, seven rebounds. So it's like sometimes the average is the average. And when you have a guy who is 14.7 rebounds and he's on your bench and you're a team who needs contributions from everybody, you can't afford to not have contributions. It's amazing to me that the guy doesn't play. Now, uh, he he is – I'm glad it, he's starting to get the minutes. Tonight he's getting a lot of minutes as we're watching the game. But then I'm hoping that then to the next game, whenever that is, um, you know, Friday, I'm against the Hornets. I'm hoping he doesn't go back to a DNP. Uh, bear of bad news, Ryan. I don't think this, I do not think that this uh, under is going to stick. We're already sitting at uh, 116 with eight minutes left, but it was a fun plus 5,000. That's juice, you know. So sometimes you just throw the $5 on something and hope something fluky happens because you, you, you know, Basically, it was it was five to win two fifty, and you said twenty to win a thousand. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, good thing I'm balling like that. No, I'm yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, nah, I hit on I hit on some earlier live bets, so that's what gave me the confidence to do it. I'm not yeah. balling like that. Let it ride, fucking let, let it ride. ride, let it ride. Uh, ride. Hey, our guy, our guy, Remy. Though now that we're back on the the gambling because we can't stay away. This is. This is what I fucking love out there, dude. I don't got I don't too. I don't got it like this, but some people love this shit. He he goes a two team parlay. My guy puts up 250. He fronts 250, Ryan, on a two team <laughs> parlay to win 620. And and guess what? He's betting over here. He's not betting cover. He's not betting over unders. He's betting Darren Fox will score over 21 and a half. And Gary Harris to score over 10 and a half. So my guy's parlaying Gary Harris to put up 11 points and drop in 250. He hit it, right? He hit it in the third quarter. It's like, I love that shit. And that's, that stuff keeps me excited and keeps me coming back for more, man. If you ain't, if you ain't gambling, man, do it just to feel something. Honestly, it's not even about winning. It's just to feel a little something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It keeps things interesting, man. It, It really keeps, uh, Keeps you into the game. It's fun, man. Especially those shit ass games, dude. You know, when you're watching like the magic verse, I don't fucking know. Uh, the magic verse, who's a, the Timberwolves or some, you know, worse, the magic Pelicans. It's like, why not throw some juice down on that, man, to keep the game a little interesting? I'm a yeah. basketball fan, right? Let me, let me watch this game real quick. Yeah, get something on there just, just yeah. to feel something, man. I love it. Um, yeah, the, the Kings, though, I mean, t- tonight's of those good nights, man. It, it, it makes it, it, if it, I mean, assuming they close it out, still eight minutes left. You know, I, I don't know, man. Did you, I feel like we should stay on till it's till the game's over, but I, I don't know. We've already been talking hell along, but it would how funny, how fucking hilarious would it be if we're going on and talking about this game and they blow it? I'm going to stop about the game just because people already know the result. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill that. Um, y- you know, but hey, Sean Holmes got hurt again. Do you see that? Gets hurt in the game tonight. Hopefully, he doesn't miss a bunch yeah. of other games. Yeah, people don't yeah. need that. Uh, all right. We already kind of look forward ahead to the next week, Ryan. Um, you know, so I, I don't really know. I, we're not big prediction guys, but of I think the Hornets, I like the matchup. The Cavs, Cavs have been really interesting this year. They're 14 and 12. All obviously they're playing out, the, but they're they're a real interesting team. That's a that's a fucking trap game. But the Raptors. 
which is really so anyway I'm, I'm looking forward to that is there what's the next game you're going to go to you're going to go at home next wednesday against the wizards next wednesday against the wizards i think is what it is uh, i'm pretty sure yeah yeah i haven't looked in a few days there you go that's fun so hey man so fun episode it was glad to be back if you're listening you're wondering where we've been a couple days past uh our usual drop time we will definitely be back this weekend for a fun one i've been trying to get kc on ryan for that king's land episode i think we're at five already with him so that's coming up pretty soon um i know looking ahead ryan after the 15th a little trade deadline talks probably upcoming um, as more rumors come up so fun episode to come on here looking on to the next couple as we work our way ryan to the triple digits episode 100 on the horizon i'm looking forward to that's going to be fun so anyway so hey guys we appreciate you listening in if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show you can always do so by tagging us you can find ryan and i on twitter and facebook at kingscast eric and at kingscast ryan and we're very active on there especially our group kingsland uh so check it out interact with us if you want to support kingscast slide down after the show on apple podcasts and give us a five-star review something i didn't drop today ryan uh, we did get our Spotify wrapped podcast up. No lie. 300 fucking percent. 300 percent um, this last year. So that was that was awesome. And that's mostly shouting out to you guys. So thank you. Continue to let your friends know so they can listen to Kings cast just like you. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.